Hi, and welcome to Party of Ones podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Lori. And today we are going to be talking about, drumroll please, that was wrong. Roll. I'm gonna cut it. We're gonna cut it. <laughs> no, you're not. Leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't even telling a drum set. It just was me going like gurgling. All right. Well, anyway, today we're gonna be talking about um, the perks of being single. Perks yeah. of being a lone flower, if you will. Yeah. This is uh, a happy for us episode. Yeah. Yeah. Positive. The things, the things we like. We're gonna be positive. Yay. In a world where you can be anything. Be positive. Be positive. I actually think the f- saying is, if in a world where you can be anything, be kind. But we're going to steal it for this, for our purposes. Okay. So despite what you may have gathered, if you haven't listened to the entirety of our podcast mm-hmm. episodes, uh, or if you listened to the last episode... Um, you, you may be thinking, well, it sounds like they really don't like being single. It sounds like they're really, they're really down about it. But yeah. au contraire, mon frere, most of the time, I feel just fine. Yeah, we actually do feel That was part it. of my anger in my Unrequited Love episode story is that I was fine. Mm-hmm. And then someone came along and made me feel not fine. Yep. Which is part of the anger because yep. I genuinely felt fine. Yep. And then I had to work my way to genuinely feel fine again. Yeah. Which I have. Here I am. Here you are. Fine. Fine. <laughs> it's all F-I-N-E fine. 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 <laughs> um, it's like a garbage truck outside? No, a lawnmower. That is not a lawnmower. That's the loudest yeah, lawnmower on earth. Yeah, a rider lawnmower. So when we have guests on our show, we ask them the question, what's your favorite thing to do as a party of one? Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about the things we like about being on our own, we are going to ask each other. So, Lori, mm-hmm. what is your favorite thing to do as a party of one? Um, you think I would have had this prepared after all the time that we've talked about this. I have a lot of favorite things, but I think my very favorite thing to do as a party of one is veg on my couch and watch TV. Mm, that's a good one. By myself. Oh, we'll um, get to TV. We will in a get to TV. While. So I, I won't want, I don't want to go into it too often. But I love just watching one of my shows on TV, sitting on the couch, not being interrupted for a half an hour or an hour, just doing yeah. my thing, just being into the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to. Oh, sorry, you didn't ask me. I'll wait. Oh, what would you? What do you like to do as your favorite thing as a party of one? Well, since you asked, oh, I yeah. my favorite thing to do as a party of one is to um, putz around the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I often think that there are probably many stores who believe that I am some kind of like. Um, what are the people called who are hired to like see if uh, people are stealing? Security. No, it's like a loss prevention. Yeah. I think many stores think that I am a loss prevention person as I just aimlessly wander through the yeah. aisles. It's just people. You're shopping, I'm equal parts people watching and just like randomly looking at things. Mm-hmm. And I don't really look like for a long time at any one thing. I'm just kind of like milling around, putzing. Or on the other hand, they think that I'm trying to steal things. Mm-hmm. Either way. 
either way but that's my favorite i don't really i don't really enjoy going to stores with other people i like shopping with some people but I don't like like going to uh, one of my favorite things is to go to a Meyer or a Target mm-hmm. and just wander around and find things I didn't know I needed but I want. Yeah, I spend a lot of time at Meyer. In fact, yeah. right now um, there's a little bit of a crutch because the Meyer that I go to is being remodeled, mm-hmm. and it's a disaster, disaster yeah. when you walk in there and nothing is as it was and everything everything is being moved. They even tore down the entrances Ooh. and made a new one. Like everything. And so I feel very nervous in there because I can't. <laughs> it's like a war zone. Do that. Yeah. But that was one of my favorite things to do is putz around. I would yeah, pass like two hours and don't didn't even know. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll go after uh, school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good distressor for me because mm-hmm. uh, I don't talk to anybody. I just mill around and look yeah. suspicious. Um, but sometimes I'll I'll do it for a long time and then Elizabeth has to call me and say like did, did you get kidnapped where did yeah, you go where? but I've just been putzing around aimlessly yeah. I like to do it it's one of my favorite things it's fun. and it would be a it would be a drastically different experience if I did it with somebody else because then I feel like I'm distracted because I'm trying to talk mm-hmm. I can't putz and talk at the same time mm-hmm. when I putz I become a person who does not string together full sentences no. I may say like oh sorry if I bump into somebody mm-hmm. but that That's is it, it. No. yeah. Um, so we have a long list. We have a lot of things to pump through of the things that we feel like are really perks of being, uh, being parties of one. Mm -hmm. Um, one of our first ones is something we both share, uh, that we both really value and love alone time. Mm -hmm. And you really get good quality alone time when you're single. Mm -hmm. And I think about that sometimes, like, am I willing to give this up? To be with someone else. I think the answer is yes. For all of these, the answer is probably yes. But it, this one comes at a, at a, at a cost. cost. Wow. Or I think I think about you all the time because you have kids. Yeah. And I think like, oh, am I ever going to be able, able to have kids? Because I really like to be alone. Like really like to be alone. Mm-hmm. I need my alone time. I would say that I am an introverted extrovert. Yeah, we've talked about this Wait, before. No. No, scratch that. I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm the other way. I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm somebody who is loud and can be around people and like does things, but to recharge, I need to be by myself and quiet and have alone time. I'm an extroverted I'm an introvert. extroverted introvert. That's what I am. Okay. Is that what you are? I'm an extroverted introvert. That's what I am. You said you're an introverted extrovert. Yeah, I said it wrong. Oh, gosh. Okay, yes. We're both in... Act- <laughs> it's hard. Extroverted introverts. Yeah. We're like, we need... We like to be with people. We're social. Yeah. We like to talk. Yep. But to recharge, that does not involve people. No. No part of recharging involves another human for me. So I realized this morning um, was the first time in three ish weeks where I had been alone and um because we were on vacation at Nashville yeah Nashville and um for the last weekend I was without kids yeah and um then I had my kids last night yep and this morning they left and it was the first time I had been alone in a long time yeah and it was amazing i didn't turn on the tv i sat and played on my phone 
I had the music on. I took a bath. Sounds great. Then went to the grocery, came home, didn't speak at all the entire time. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like I, I feel like it's even like, because I'm sure there are like moments too where like your kids are busy doing something mm-hmm. and you're quote unquote alone, like you're by yourself, mm-hmm. but you're not actually like, uh, like I feel like what I require is the like full freedom of there not being another soul within like. A hundred feet of me. Yeah, because (laughs) my I don't classify being alone as a time when it can be taken from me at a moment's notice. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. When anybody could crop up and take some of my time. Right. So like with my children, they could be in their rooms doing their own thing and I could be out like being alone, but it could be gone in a second. Yeah. So I don't count that. That's what I worry about. That's what I think might might be a a true... uh, adjustment yes into motherhood Ugh. yes and like today i knew you were coming over around a certain time yeah so i knew when my time was yeah. ending and it would not be interrupted beforehand it was yeah. lovely yeah uh so we like that we like oh, to be alone love alone time it's great love it um and part of that alone time should we tie this in now? Sure. Part of that alone time is watching TV. Now, you mentioned that as the thing that you like to do as mm-hmm. a party of one. And I fully agree. I am not a communal TV watcher. Mm. I, like, the at times when I've been invited to go over to someone's house to, like, watch something, like, it has to be something that I'm really committed to the level of community that I will, like, mm. sacrifice watching something I want to watch, like, with other people. Because mm-hmm. I like to be zeroed in volume at my own preference watching it i don't want to be interrupted if there's times i want to rewind i want to be able to rewind i i take my tv watching very Very seriously. seriously i am notorious for turning down invitations for watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette at somebody's house. I refuse. Well, and then because you have, you never know what you're going to get in those situations. Yeah. Like, what if you have somebody who doesn't know anything about it and is asking 5,000 questions? What if people are talking through the show? Yeah, and then you're stressed I, because you're trying to And then I can't remember what, I, I can't hear what's being said. No. Yeah. No. I know. Like, watch parties sound fun good, but no. I've rarely been to one where I feel like they're I will go good. to a watch party for something if it's something I don't care about. Yeah, like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Perfect example. Um, Let's go to a Super Bowl party. Great. I mean, yay don't sports. Care. Yay sports. Uh, we will go, but it's because I don't really, I don't, I don't need to watch that no. with a level of commitment no. and detail that I watch my shows with. Yep. The shows that are on my list in my repertoire, I take very seriously, and I need to be able to pay full attention. Yep. And I can't do that if nope. people are talking or if people don't know what's going on. I agree. Uh, yeah. So I take, and well, and with TV watching too, there's the, you know, you have to probably watch things that you don't really want to watch. I'm also not good at that. I don't, no. I don't feel like I have any time to give to shows that I don't want to watch. No. In fact, I lost two hours of my life watching a show I didn't want to watch recently. I was sad about it. What was it? The Adrift movie? Uh, oh God, no. Now that's four hours. Oh, is the Clint Eastwood the mule? Six hours. Oh, no. There. So I dated a guy a little bit for like seven weeks. We weren't really a thing, um, but we dated, and 
his favorite show to watch is some kind of treasure hunter show on the History Channel. And apparently it's like the number one rated The Curse of Something. I don't even remember what it's called. People who are listening to this now are probably like, oh, I know what this is. But it's like the number one rated cable show, which I disagree with. It is not. It can't be. (laughs) I would have heard of it. Wait, did he say that? Yeah, he said that. He said that. So one night I decided, I watched the number one rated cable show. You should say, well, I watched the number one rated... Uh, not network cable show. network show, which is what probably this is us. Yeah, you should have made him watch this is us. You could have caught up. I don't know, but anyway, I decided one night that I was going to try and watch it, and we were texting while watching it, and I sat there through the whole show, being like, "Well, this is kind of interesting, and yet not something I want to be spending my time on." You know, and you had to sacrifice that, and time. I sacrificed that time. But then now that you you mentioned those other two things, it was even more time. Yeah, we watched movies together twice, and both times it was movies that I thought were dumb. Yeah, I didn't want to see. I know. And when you're in a relationship, uh, you're willing to do that kind of thing. But I don't have to. Because I think I'm that's a part one of the of reasons one. why it didn't work out between us. Because he kept making you watch things you didn't want to watch. watch. Things I didn't want to watch. <laughs> like, no, that's not good. But yeah, TV, which seems like a, a dumb thing to be stuck on, but I do think about it sometimes. Like, will I be willing? Like, I'm going to have to like somebody a lot to sacrifice my TV preferences for Let them. me tell you, too, the other side of that. So when I was married, my ex and I both loved Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And he was significantly busier than I was because he was never home. And there would be like four or five episodes backed up oh, on and the you DVD, watch them. DVR. And yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch them on my own, even though it was like my favorite comedy show. Yeah. So I had to wait until he was available, which would be weeks and weeks and weeks. And let me tell you how many times I snuck in and just watched it. Because I'm like, you know what? This is four weeks ago. I know, but it's like a moral dilemma for you. Like, do I watch it and just not do say I, anything? And not say anything. Do well, I? once we got to the end of the relationship, I didn't care. I'm yeah. like, I'm just watching it. Yeah. And let me tell you how many times I got in trouble for like, how could you watch it without me? Well, it was a four week ago episode. You don't have 23 minutes to sit down and watch it? Like, I'm, people have already talked about it and moved on. And I still haven't seen and it. And I still haven't seen it. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I hate, I don't like that. If I have to wait on someone else's oh, time schedule yeah. to do it, look how worked up I am. Right I know. <laughs> I, I cannot. I wait for no man to watch no, my TV. No, I, I watch, watch the shows. It, when I watch it, even with this is us, you fall. You've fallen very far yes. behind. So have some of my other friends, and I don't wait for them. I no, just keep you moving can't wait. on. You have to move on. And I just keep saying, "Have you watched it yet? Have you watched yeah. it yet? Have Have you watched it yet?" And I won't give up. Yeah. I will continue to ask. I I uh, yeah. I need to watch shows on my own time. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. No, I'm very worked up about TV. I, know, I'm really I care about it a right lot. <laughs> and also for all you people who are listening and you say to yourselves, I'm not really a TV person. I don't know that we'll ever be good deep friends because no. I love TV. I love watching TV. I love talking about TV. I love it. My it's a favorite hobby. thing about TV is the mind numbingness of it. Yeah. I love that. Love it. Yeah. Some people do drugs for that. I know. I just, I, watch TV. I just watch TV. I mean, I am a. I'm an avid book reader too. I love. Oh, I read books, books, but it's not way. the same. I binge books. I'll yeah. sit down with a book, and that's why I can't read during the school year because yeah. I have no self control. Yeah, don't talk. I do plan. I have big plans for tonight. I plan on reading a whole book because uh, <laughs> I sit down. I literally will read cover to cover. I've read two books. No in stops. Two days. Well, stops to pee. 
I read two Other books in two days. Yeah, see, but I'm a, I'm a binge book reader. I am too. Once so I, I have to it. I have to not allow myself to do that during the school year because I don't have time. I finished. A I'll book stay up till like night. two o'clock in the morning, and then I have to go to school the next day, and I can't do it. I finished a book last night, and the friend that I borrow books from, she said, "Did you? If I wanted one for this weekend, I was like, no." I need to take a weekend off. If you give it to me, I will do I'll nothing. Read all read. of it. I know. Okay. I'm gonna read a book tonight. I've been thinking about it all week. It's very exciting. I'm excited. Um, next up, well, this is yours. It's about home ownership. Oh, okay. So um, I love being the sole owner of my home. Every yeah. decision that is made, any landscaping choice, paint choice flooring choice everything and i've done a lot of remodeling to my home um and still not even close to being done but i have to consult no one yeah everything is my own choice my yard looks how i want it to look the colors are how i want them to be where i put things in my kitchen is where I want them to be. Well, technically, my mom and dad set up my kitchen for me, and I just never moved anything. But but, but you're still, fine. With I'm it. fine yeah. with it. Um, There's nobody in there going. Is there a better place to store our pots? Yeah. No. Nothing. And um, the other thing I'll just add it in because it kind of goes with this is my own everything. It's my own my closet. Yep. My garage. My garage. I don't have to share with anyone. No I, sharing. My bathroom. I don't share with anyone except when my daughter sneaks in there to use my bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's my shower did you resonate with the friends episode where joey is dating the girl who wants to share his food and he freaks out and he freaks out he can't do it joey doesn't share food yeah everything everything in the fridge is mine or my kids there's no Mm -hmm. sharing of any household space my car is parked basically in the middle of my garage Mm -hmm. and i've often thought about if someone were to move in here with me it would be an adjustment for sure oh my gosh yeah I have I have two cabinets and three drawers that are all my own in the bathroom, and they're all full. How would I make room for someone? And if my you did make room for him, full. you'd make room for like him to have a drawer, which is kind of sad. I just I don't like the garage. I don't know how we, we'd fit two cars in there. I really no. have no idea. I'd have to move things. We well, could park in the driveway. He would be parking in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> my name's still on the deed and i know that you're thinking of this being like well no wonder they don't have people look how unwilling they are to share and you know you might be right but we're looking for the positives here and the positives are Lori gets to park in the middle of her driveway yeah. i get to sleep in the middle of my bed no sharing i'm gonna say that for the right man to come along and for me to love that man i would easily i would i would find them space yes i would not complain about yes. it it would happen but because I am single, these are the things that I enjoy. You don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to. Yep. I think the same thing. Like, all these things on this list are things I would be willing to part with. Yeah. But they are things that I do think I would look back on and be like, oh, that was such a good that time. Was, that was nice. Yeah. I did miss that. I could just hold up yeah. in my bedroom and watch whatever I wanted mm-hmm. without considering who else would like to watch mm-hmm. something. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Next up is we have a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. to do what we want with our time. Mm-hmm. And if we don't want to do something, we don't have to do it. Now, yeah. you have less freedom than I do because you have kids. I have kids. So that makes it harder. But on the whole, you don't have another adult person who you have to consider in when like committing your time to things. Like, no, I can just I call to, you and yeah. say, hey, you want to go to dinner if yep. I know you don't have your kids? Yeah. And you can say, sure. Yep. 
And you don't have to think like, oh, well, I should ask so-and-so or we should invite so-and-so along or, you know. Um, Because I, let me be clear, if you do start dating someone, I don't accept at any level that you'll be like, I'm sorry, (laughs) so-and-so says that I can't, I have to stay with them. No, you will both come to dinner with me. Yeah. That's my expectation. I'm too old and crotchety to give in to somebody like that. Is that my ways? You can come to dinner with us or you can sit at home alone. Make your choice. This goes back to the professional singles thing. Like, we're we're very good at being single. Yeah. Um, This is the positive episode. Yeah. We're being positive. Yeah. Our positive is we have freedom. We have freedom. And I like the freedom of if there's there's something I don't want to do, I can just say like, oh, sorry, I don't really want to do that. Don't do it. And I'm like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But like when you're with someone, I think there are probably times where they they ask you to do something and you don't really want to do it, but you do it because you love them. Mm-hmm. Which again, is something eventually I'll be willing to do. But for now, I'm happy I don't have to. Yeah, that goes to one of the things that I was um, saying is that I don't have to listen to or participate in things that are boring to me. Oh, yeah. No feigning interest. No feigning interest. Let me tell you how often I heard about video games and baseball and uh don't care (laughs) so that stuff you know to not have to hear about that stuff is amazing and you free up all that brain space freedom to think about what i want yeah to discuss what i want yeah it's fantastic now to be fair when you're in a relationship with somebody, they're also probably feigning interest in the things that you're interested in. Yeah, and it's a 50-50. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'd well, like... with some people, it's not a 50-50. Well, some people some just people go on and on and on and do not care what you're interested That's in. That's true. You can't even get a, a But someone opinion. good, someone worthwhile, someone yes. who I would be willing to share space in my home with, yeah. it would be more 50-50. Yeah. I understand that. But again, we're talking about like things we enjoy. Yes. So there's definitely compromise in those relationships, and I would be willing to do that. But right now, I don't have to. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, our last thing, too, is uh, you had talked about uh, shaving or not shaving. Ah, to shave or not to, to shave. shave. Or not to that shave. is the question. I feel like really all of the, well, I think maybe I'd feel like this, well, probably not. I was going to say, I would like to think that I'm progressive enough to say that whatever personal hygiene things I do now, I do because I choose to do them and not because somebody else expects Mm -hmm. that they be done. Uh, And that would be the same when I'm in a relationship, but I don't think it is. It's not. um, You know, I, I will go from, I'm going to say, end of October all the way through February and not shave my legs. Yeah. At all. We live in a cold climate. I mean, if I were living in Florida, sure, I'd probably still do it. Right. But I don't. And when I was married, I still did. Every week. On, you know, shaving my legs. Shaving my legs. And then when that went away, that was amazing. I loved that. And the only time I needed to shave was if it was for me. It's like my body, my temple, I will do whatever I want. I decorate it how I want. I decorate it how I want and nobody's seeing it. And then when I did start dating again, that stuff came back to me and like worry about like, oh, do I need to shave? Do I need Mm -hmm. to paint my toenails? Do I need to do this? And it's like, "Eh." yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, it's 
my body. I can do what I want right now, and I'm not going to face judgment from somebody else like, oh, you haven't shaved. Do you feel like the pressure to do those things is higher when you're dating someone than when you're married, though? Oh, for sure. Because I think when you're dating or when you're, like, trying to, like, attract someone, you you feel like you have to be really on top of your shit. Right. Like, real, keep it, keep it real together. Like, when I, um, was, would date someone for an extended period of time, dating, like, I constantly made sure my hair looked nice. I had makeup on. Yeah. I was shaved, things like that. Once I got to, like, year two of my marriage, I was, like, hair in a hot bun, you know, like, a big mess. Yeah. Didn't, you know, shaving wasn't all the time anymore. But still, I kept up more than I do as a single person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the time where I've been married for like five or so years, probably have a couple kids and it's just like it just is what it is at yeah. this point. Yeah. I think that's when the pressure really dies off. Yeah. Looking forward and to that. I want to find somebody that also, to be honest, feels the same. And oh, so yeah. there is zero judgment on either end. Everybody's yeah. just happy. Yeah. And they still think I look good no matter what. Yeah. And I still think they look good no matter what. Same. And we both have this agreement. I do not want to be with someone who's still like 100% into how they look five years into marriage when I just want to not shave my legs on a Saturday. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, who are you you trying to look good for? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Well, I think, too, the, the, like on a grooming checklist, it's really uneven for like a man to be well-groomed. There's like maybe five things. That's true. But for a female to oh be well groomed, like it feels endless. Forever. Sometimes I'm like, I have a full time job. I can't be well groomed and have a full time job. There's to, not time in the day. I have to schedule things. Like there is never <laughs> one time when everything is done no, on my body. It's, it's just like, like a, this is if done I'm now. I'm shaving on a Monday, then maybe I wash my hair on a Tuesday. On a Wednesday, I do an exfoliating. On yeah. Thursday, I do like it yep. has to be different all the time. Yep, and it's oh, yeah. it's just a not a, everything is tops all at the same time. Nope. And if you ever do get to that point, just put yourself in a glass box. Yeah, and be like, this is how you can freeze my body. Yep. For science, kill me now. Oh my gosh. But, but but think about a man. Let's make our let's make our grooming checklist for a man. For a man to be well groomed, what's on the checklist? I say, uh, uh, hair that looks like somebody's paying attention to it. Okay. So, like, it doesn't have to be, like, super styled necessarily, but it looks like somebody's, like, on top of Mm -hmm. it. Like, I don't, I don't like it when guys look like they are, like, three weeks past Mm -mm. when their last haircut should have been. No. But if you have longer hair, then it should look like you're paying attention to it and it's, like, a style. Yep. So... Somebody paying attention to their hair. Well, I like um, under the nails being cleaned. Oh, and clipped. And clipped. Nails. Clipped and cleaned nails. Clipped and too. cleaned. But again, that's not an everyday thing. That's not every day. Uh, three. Um, generally clean and smells good. Yeah. Smell good. Is that it? Are there three things? I mean, we could talk about their shaving. Three grooming things. But... If they have facial hair, it's so it's like three and a contingent. Yeah. If you have facial hair, it also needs to look like you're paying attention and to it. And otherwise, if they don't have facial hair, hair, chances are they're shaving at least every other day. Yeah. Unless they have a baby face. Paying attention to it. Yeah. I mean. That's it, that's right? It. 
they don't really have nothing makeup. else. They don't exfoliate. Some men do. Some men might. They don't. Some men get like petties and stuff, but yeah. the general man does not. I've been trying to talk one of my friends into getting a pedicure, and he's very against. But I think he would really like my it. My dad gets pedicures. He loves them. Every time I'm at the, my nail salon, I see men in there, mm-hmm. and they really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And my one friend went on uh, with his wife. Shout out Adam. If you ever decide to listen to this mm. um and he really enjoyed it and he loved it and he's now trying to spread the pedicure gospel to this other friend and he's very resistant mm. and i don't know why no, my dad loves is it them. the stigma is it still is are we still in two or do we still have toxic masculinity floating around in 2019 i don't think they want to be claimed <sighs> as a metrosexual that's not even the thing metrosexuals are just people who care about what they look like Everybody should be that. True. I can't believe our list is only three things long. I mean, we're not men. So That's true. maybe there's more that we don't know of, but what else could there be? I mean, that's why it takes guys like three seconds in the shower. Yeah, it's really annoying. In college, Bruce lived right next door to me. And we'd be, like, doing something, and then we'd have to come home to, like, shower and get ready for the next thing. And within, like, five minutes, he would be done and waiting for me in my living room. And I would be, like, running around like an insane person trying to get ready and, like, trying to, like, yeah. keep up. I just couldn't keep up. There's no way. No. Like, he he was fresh and ready to go in, like, under five minutes. Yeah. And in under five minutes, I, like, hadn't even gotten in the shower yet. No. I was going to say, after five minutes, I'm still putzing around trying <sighs> to actually get to the shower, get everything ready to go. Do men do full body lotion? After their shower, I would highly doubt it. I do full body lotion after my shower. I have to. I I have to. I don't want to be ashy. I just don't like feeling dry. I don't. I don't like that. My skin feels crunchy. I don't like that. <laughs> Can't have crunchy skin. No. Well, if you're a man, you're listening to this. Please let us know what your grooming routine is and how many things are on it. Because right now we think there may be three to four, depending yeah. on if you have facial hair. Yeah. Uh, and we can't come up with any others. Um. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, I think um, those are our, our favorite perks of being single. Yeah, perks of being a lone flower. We like yeah. it. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Just Me moment. You are stuck with me, Lori, on this episode, as Rachel just did a fantastic job on the last episode. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, and I thought the best thing um, that would relate to my life right now is what I like to call five tips on becoming a spinster. That's right, everybody. You heard me. I know this is a goal for many people to become a spinster, and I feel I have really, really done well with grasping onto this title and holding on to it and really living my best life through being a spinster. Now, I know I've been married and divorced, so am I technically a spinster? I don't know, but I'm going to be 43 years old and I'm single and pretty much that counts. So number five in the top five tips for becoming a spinster is, of course, 
gardening. I love to garden. I first started out very easily with some potted veggies. I didn't really get into a lot. I had some tomatoes. I had some basil and some oregano. And it just kind of grew into something a little bit more. And I've had to actually dial it down in the last several um, years because it was getting a little bit out of control with like 30 pots. Um, so I stopped actually planting any vegetables because I just go to the farmer's market and get those. And I transferred to flowers and other landscaping things. I do my own mulching. Um, when I first moved into my house, there was nothing. There was no landscaping. I planted two trees, a ton of perennials, um, a lot of bushes. This year, my additions were two flower hanging baskets and an azalea bush. Um, I had to take up a rose bush that died and I put in azaleas. Um, I know many landscaping people by name at this point at various flower shops and I do all my own weeding and I work in my garden tirelessly over the summer trying to get it to look perfect. I have tulips, I have daffodils, I have um, asters for the fall and mums. And my garden is planned out just so that any time, time of year there will be something in bloom from March through October. Um, painstakingly difficult and I'm very proud of myself. So gardening. The number four reason, uh, tips for becoming a spinster is of course start ordering things off of QVC. Um, I have since my divorce, I've ordered twice. I bought some area rugs, which were very nice. And I bought some luggage, a three-piece set with a hard cover and it's like purple sparkles, really pretty. Um, you know, I just feel like shopping on QVC and listening to all these women call in. I mean, maybe those are my people now. I don't have thousands of dolls, though I do have probably, eh, I'd say, seven, um, which are hidden, but still easily found. Um, but I do like to say I, I enjoy watching QVC and seeing what comes on and listening to my fellow old ladies buying things on QVC that they don't need. I mean, I did need the luggage and the area rugs, I have to say, but QVC is really the way to go. Number three in, for becoming a spinster is romance novels. Now, if you listen to the previous episodes in the not-so-special Valentine's Day special, I mentioned that I would put in my box a romance novel with a pirate. But I am not only reading pirates. No, no. I read about billionaires, vampires, pirates, of course, um historical romance, temp contemporary romance, novellas, long novels. I read romantic mysteries. I read romance novels that are bad, ones that are good. I read entire series of romance. And a friend of mine at work actually is obsessed with erotica novels and has even had me read some of those, which I have to say are pretty good. I, I enjoy the plot. In fact, two of my favorite books are in the same line. Um, her name is Ivy Lane, the author. She writes lots of erotica novels, lots. And 
I am in the process of reading all of them with my co-teacher who is not single but still likes to read them anyway and then another teacher who reads them who is also not single and married um we all sit around and have a book club that we like to call sluts for smuts and we read our romance novels and erotica novels and then report back to each other and we're all one book shy so my coworker is at um the next book in the level then I'm at the middle one and then another co-workers right behind me and we just trade books every Monday we trade books and talk about our books it's really exciting um, I highly recommend the number two tip for becoming a spinster is quilting you heard me I have made a quilt yes and in fact I was quilting when I bought my luggage on QVC um, now the quilt I made, full disclosure, was not a full real quilt. I do not own a sewing machine and nor do I have that kind of patience. It was one of those blankets that like you have to tie all together. Um, it was my daughter's. She got it as a craft for a birthday present once to make your own quilt and she never got into it and she opened it so I couldn't re-gift it of course. And I was like, well, I can't let this go to waste. So over the winter, I believe it was two years ago now, I sat and worked on my quilt, tying all the knots all the time, every day. And then there were little like things you could um, stick on, little decorations and stuff. I did that. And I watched QVC. It was fantastic. Um, highly recommend quilting. It really calms you down, keeps you off your phone gives your hand something to do while you're watching QVC. And the last thing, as I could say, as a tip for becoming a spinster, the number one thing, if you're really looking into this, you've got to be hardcore. You cannot do this halfway. Cats. And I'm not saying one cat. In my house, I currently have seven cats. That's right. Seven cats. Why? Because I am a foster mom for kittens. I work with the Humane Society and they call me up when they have a family of kittens who need to be taken care of. And I take them and I have a special room in my basement that was at one point a guest bedroom that is now a cat room. That is correct. I currently have five kittens, though four of them are going back to the Humane Society tomorrow to be adopted. Holla, they made it. Um, but I will have the mom and one of the other kittens who is not doing so well for a little bit longer. And Rachel can tell you how often I've done this. This has been over a year now. I have fostered kittens and they come and go. I don't have them all the time. Um, but I do take them, especially right now because it is kitten season. I've had kittens with no moms, kitten with moms. I've had, uh, moms with attitudes, really sweet moms. I've had sick kittens. Um, I have, knock on wood, never had a kitten die, um, though one of them that I have right now, we're still uncertain what's going to happen with him because he's got lots of problems. He's deaf and he's missing an eye and he has bowel issues and he's the runt. All the others are three pounds and he's only one pound. So we're not really sure what's going to happen there. But anyway, I digress. 
Um, on top of the fostering the kittens, I have four pets of my own, one of which is a cat, another is a dog, and then we have two guinea pigs. So yes, um, I'm not just saying cats, you know, if you want to go the dog route or the pocket pet route, that's fine. But the number one tip I can give to you for becoming a spinster is cats. You will love it. Enjoy. Okay, I hope you like this segment on becoming a spinster. I hope you take up some of my tips. You can let me know what you do to become a spinster if you are single and in our boat um, or what you did before you got married or had a boyfriend. Um, but, you know, I need some things to fill my time, and this is what I do. Um, don't tell any future boyfriend of mine about this episode because they're going to be scared off. But, you know, when you don't have a man, you have to fill your time. That's what happens. And this is how I choose to do it. I'm a winner. I'm a keeper. Somebody's going to come after me and I'm going to have to hide all of these things. But until then, I will revel in all of my fun things. Have a great day. Well, if you have something that you really enjoy about being a party of one or you really enjoy about being single, we'd love to hear it. You can tweet at us at party of ones on Twitter. It's party of the number one S. Or you can email us at partyofones.podcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, let us know what you enjoy about it or on the flip side, what you really don't enjoy about it, what you feel like it would be better, but this is the positivity episode. So we're looking to hear positive things. Positive things. Um, but yeah, so let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.